it was like a focal point to get me back to, to being focused on what is, like we talked about earlier, what is truly important in life? Who are the people that are important to me? Do I communicate with, it, with them enough? Have I included them enough? Do I, and, and I, I, I realized that I, I was getting too much about my ambition, my will, what my pride, what, you know, my next goal, um, you know, getting to the next level, getting a bigger paycheck. And I don't think I was a bad person, but I was, it was all through my own effort, or at least in my mind, I, I wasn't including them in my life. I guess I didn't realize what a blessing they are in my life because I have other good friends who have lost both parents already, you know, just to call them and, and to visit them and, and to include them in your life is so important while you have them. This episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked, the leading provider of at-home health tests. Are you looking to improve your thyroid levels? With Let's Get Checked, you can do a simple at-home health test that will give you a complete picture of your hormonal health in five days. Did you know that 42% of people have said that they have never tested their thyroid function? Thyroid function is important for a number of different functions, regulating the metabolism, stimulating digestion, bone maintenance, brain development, and cardiovascular health. Some of the main symptoms of thyroid imbalance include weight gain, fatigue or feeling tired all the time, slow pulse or heart rate, hair loss or thinning, poor tolerance of the cold, depression, dry, coarse or thickened skin, constipation, hand tingling or pain, irregular period or low sex drive, muscle cramps or impaired memory. So how does the process work? Your test is delivered straight to your door. You just have to self-collect your blood sample from the tip of your finger, mail the sample back to their accredited laboratories in the prepaid label and receive support and guidance from the LGC medical team who are available 24-7 to offer you the personalized advice you need to know about your hormonal health. This week, Let's Get Checked wants to invite you to join their community with a 20% discount, Gratitude20. It's good to know. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Our guest today is an educator of 28 years and a survivor of stage 4 lymphoma. His book, From Good to God, A Science-Based Defense of Creationism versus Evolution, was the first he has ever written and was a product of his life journey as an educator and it was about his fight to overcome cancer. If you're wondering what goo is, it's godless ocean origins. And um, the subtitle of his book is From Godless Ocean Origins to Grace Ordained Designer. And I love it. And I think it's going to be something really interesting to talk about. His name is Bruce Roger Madsen, and I'm really happy to have him here on the Gratitude Podcast. Welcome, Bruce. Thank you so much, George, and I appreciate the opportunity. 
My pleasure, my pleasure. So let us know a little bit more about you, about your story. Well, I have been, as you said, a, an educator for 28 years. I've, I've been a teacher and an a elementary school principal. And so for many, many years, I've taught science. And one of the things that over the years has, has bothered me is, is the science textbooks, the approved state curriculum always has evolution which is fine, I'm not opposed to that, but there's never any balance to it. There's never, they never share the science that goes against evolution. They, they never show the scientists who are against evolution and don't believe uh, things didn't happen that way. It's always, it's a one-sided conversation. And so, so often I would feel like we're, we're teaching our kids things that aren't true. And, at least we're not being able to give them balance where then they can make an educated choice and realize that, um, that there, there are flaws in evolution and it's just a theory. And, but right now it's, it's a one-sided conversation. So that was, is really a big motivation for me to write the book because I, my, my kids in my classroom are precious to me and I don't want to tell them anything that's not true. And whether a person is, is of faith or not, I would like to think they want their kids and or they would want to know the truth of our origins and how things came about. So, so much of my book is just science-based facts that are, I believe, irrefutable that dismantle evolution and support what I call it, and they, uh, it said uh, to be intelligent design you know, which I believe leads, leads us to a creator, but there's so much intelligent design and things that, that uh, natural means, natural processes cannot explain them. And I, I just want that to, to talk about intelligent design to be part of the conversation. And so people can make a, a true judgment for themselves uh, what our origins are. Definitely. I think it's, it's a really interesting conversation and, um, I think it's it's important for for kids to have this perspective as well and to to look into to just be curious on the fact that there might be other ways of looking at things and of course from my point of view uh, some of the things that scientists in general uh, tend to overlook is um for instance the fact that most of the science is done with um the mind not with the heart and um we don't take into consideration um many things that we feel that we experience that are really hard to explain scientifically and um they are part of who we are and what we experience and part of consciousness and uh, they are many times they are overlooked so yeah i think that's that's a lot to um there's a lot to discuss about this topic right I, I if someone is is biased in any way and and believes evolution to be true well they're going to look at any set of evidence and and try to justify evolution with it and and i think it could be the other direction too where somebody is biased saying there has to be creation and and which is the side I'm on, but 
I want people to be open-minded and look at all the evidence and see, you know, let the evidence speak for itself. And I believe it's overwhelmingly towards the intelligent design, towards a, a creator. And so I'm hoping people will be open-minded enough to listen to that because our, our media, whether it's TV, our video games, you know, on the internet, everything you see is pretty much assuming evolution to be true. So we're bombarded with that. And I, I want people to know that, no, there's a whole other side to this. And like I said, so they can consider it. If you don't have the information, then, you know, you're at a, a loss to, to weigh that into your beliefs and, and, and uh, thinking. So I want to be part of the conversation and that's because I think we're, selling people short and and it's it's not um it's just not right what do you think would change in children's perspective and appreciation about life if they would look into this uh into this other um perspective well i think it gives us value as individuals that because I believe that we are created in the image of God and, and that we, we have a bit of his spirit in each of us and we are spiritual be- beings in that, in that uh, manner. And so if evolution is true, well, we basically came from the godless ocean origins. I mean, if we were just happenstance, random uh, happening that, that's that some materials came to life and in a cell happened to come to to life and then it happened to know how to re- reproduce itself and it happened to know how to make new species and it happened to eventually work to us and it it, it just and again to truly be on the side of evolution you have to believe that our most distant distant ancestors were amoeba you know, and so it's to me that it's not presented in a way that, you know, that they, they make it sound like evolution has to be true, but they don't go through what would have to be true scientifically for it to be true. And I just think it makes for our kids, for all of us to to realize that we're made for a specific purpose. We have specific um, skills and, and, and things that are just unique to us that no one else has. And, and that's, I believe, part of God, God's plan, that we are specially unique. And, and so we don't have to be getting back to kids like everybody else. We don't have to fit in. We, we all have a unique plan and purpose. And then we can spend our life, life trying to, to fulfill that purpose and, and to seek that out and seek that truth out. But otherwise, you know, we're just, well, evolution's about survival of the fittest. And, and, and I think it becomes, leads kids to being very individualistic. And it's all about me and where, where I believe God's purpose for us is to work with one another and be good to one another and, and look out for one another where evolution is, you know, survival of the fittest and, 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 you know, the strong survive. And, I just think that puts a on society a perspective that's that's sad and, and dangerous. Yeah, I totally agree, and I think that 
one of actually one of the the things that make us most grateful is our interdependence the fact that yes. we we are interconnected and <laughs> we can't do many of the things that we are able to do without other people and we don't even realize it um much of the time but even the food that we have that we just buy from the supermarket if there weren't other people that um i don't know worked so that we will have the i don't know, the plants or the the fruit or the um the the vegetables that we that we can buy and uh there weren't if there weren't people to take them to take care of them to take them out of uh, of the earth or uh to just put them in baskets and transport them to the supermarket and everything like it would have, it would be something really complicated for us to take care of everything if right. we also want to work and do do something else other than gardening so uh, that's just one example but we are interdependent in so many ways and many times we just don't realize it but like most of the things that we are surrounded by are created by other people and we just enjoy them and we we pay a fair price for them and we we get to enjoy them but we haven't created much of the things that we enjoy in our life so that's just one example of how interdependent we are and um how important it is in my opinion to to realize how interdependent we are right we 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 have that spiritual need i believe to know our creator to know where we came from yet we are social beings and and we need to we can't do it alone we we have to rely on one another we have to build one another up encourage one another and and do it together and that's where you get when you get to true peace and joy in life when 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 you're all on your own and me 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 then then it's not people aren't going to then appreciate more what what you have contributed if if it's all about yourself but if you've done it together and they've they've been part of that walk with you then it's more meaningful and far more powerful and and joyful for everybody exactly exactly and uh, since we're uh, on this topic i'm i'm really curious if you would like to share about your journey with um with cancer and how you were able to overcome it and how how did the people in your life contribute to um you getting over this difficult period in in your time i in december of 2013 i was diagnosed with stage 4 follicular lymphoma it was throughout all my body through all my bone marrow every lymph node it it was quite well advanced and when the doctor gave me the diagnosis it it was it was a moment it was it is a pivotal moment that i would never change because it 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 was a beginning point of helping me to become the person i i believe our creator wants me to be and and i think a lot of people are 
would be thinking, my, my goodness, uh, I would be devastated to get a diagnosis like that. My initial instinct was, I'm going to be fine. God's got this. And I can say throughout the whole process, even though I went through 18 sessions of chemotherapy, and I was even at that point, I had I was so weak. I was 49 years old at the time. I had to put all my things into storage and move back home with my parents. Now talk about a humbling thing to go through, but I had to. And so, but I knew, I just knew I was going to be okay. I knew that it was like a focal point to get me back to, to being focused on what is, like we talked about earlier, what is truly important in life? Who are the people that are important to me? Do I communicate with, it, with them enough? Have I included them enough? Do I, and, and I, I, I realized that I, I was getting too much about my ambition, my will, what my pride, what, you know, my next goal, um, you know, getting to the next level, getting a bigger paycheck. And I don't think I was a bad person, but I was, it was all through my own effort, or at least in my mind. And I was not, especially with my parents, you know, uh, I live a couple hours away from them. You know, I, I wasn't including them in my life. I guess I didn't realize what a blessing they are in my life because I have other good friends who have lost both parents already. And, you know, just to call them and, and to visit them and, and to include them in your life is so important while you have them. And so, uh, again, because I got sick, I moved back home. And I, one of the great blessings is I, I reconnected with my parents. I got to know them again. I, I you know, and it, it, and the ironic thing is a few few years prior to that, my mother had dealt with cancer. And she had, she had overcome it. She was doing well. And now she ends up taking care of me. And so, you know, that's one of the blessings. You know, so, again, you talk about gratitude toward my parents, that they were just there for me. It wasn't even a question to them. You come home and they took care of me. Uh, another person I have great gratitude toward, toward is my sister. Because she, initially, I was like, in denial and I wanted to deal with it on my own and I didn't want to tell people. And she says, you have to tell your friends. And she said, how would you feel if one of your friends is going through something like this and they don't tell you? And I said, I would be upset. So because of her urgings, I started to call a friend each night and it, it ended up turning into like a two and three hour conversations. So every night oh. I'd, I'd call someone else and I, again, I reconnected people that I hadn't talked to in a long time or, you know, because I was so tied up with my life, but people who were very meaningful to me in my younger years. And I just realized I should have been doing this all along. Why has it been so long since I reconnected with them? And so, again, I'm grateful to my sister for, again, she kind of kicked me in the butt and said, you need to call them. You need to let them know what's going on. And another uh, thing happened that I'm great, very grateful to a, a friend of mine that 
again, when I was in the midst of the chemotherapy, he wanted to get me out of the house and he said, I'm going to take you to my son's hockey game. And as we're driving, he could still see I was in almost denial and I'm fine, even though I'm not, you know, and, and he yeah. says, Bruce, let your friends help you. Let your family help you. It's okay, you know, to, to ask for help. And, he, and what I needed to hear too was, he says, you're not a weak person because you need help. He says, let us help you. And, and so I was learning through this all how, I, again, I think it's my pride, my will. I, I, I was so used to doing things on my own that now when I really needed people, I still had those walls, but I had people close in my life that helped knock them down. They, they loved me enough to say, no, Bruce, let us in. Let us help you. It's okay. And, and I so needed to hear that. And, and so I just, again, ended up reconnecting with people. And, and another thing that happened when I talked to my friends and my family, I started to tell them things that were always unsaid that, you know, whether it's just that you love them and you appreciate them and, and how much you just, again, the gratitude you have for, for, for your friendship and things that I never said to people that, again, sometimes once you, sometimes if you lose a loved one or a friend, then you say, oh, gee, I wish I would have told them this. I wish I would have told them that. Well, now I started to tell people that. And, and it, it, I can tell you what peace that gave me, what joy. It just, it just I realized I should have been open and, and doing this all along. But it was the, the wake-up call of getting sick, being made dependent, being humbled, that made me realize what wonderful people I have in my life. And I was taking them for granted, not including them and sharing with them and telling them the things I needed to say, but now I was. And, and so it, to me, it's, I wouldn't change anything because I'm closer to, to people like with my, my older brother, we're, we're closer now than we ever have been and had deeper conversations now than we ever have. And, and I'm so grateful to that. I would say that this is what healed you. Like yes. I think this this emotional part is so important for for all of us that we just don't realize we we and I think what you just experienced and how you were before your your health issues i think it describes so well how many of us are and for our listeners i think it's such a great reminder of what we can appreciate and the things that we can do to to actually appreciate the people in our life more to see them more to find time yes it's it's amazing Yes, it's so easy to get caught up with your life, the events of your life. And in, in my case, I was taking for granted that my friends, family, they're always going to be there. And that's yeah. not the case. Tomorrow is not promised to any of us. And, and you have to, you know, people want to be involved. They want to help. They they want to share in your triumphs and tragedies. They 
that that's part of life and and we we just we're we're better people and we're stronger people for going through it together exactly exactly and i love how how you described your experience of being vulnerable and being letting yourself be helped and um let other people be there for you and it's it's been my one of the things that i've realized in the last few years that people actually enjoy helping me and enjoy um the fact that i'm giving them the possibility of helping me and it's right. it's so new somehow for me even though i am the kind of person that loves to help people but i didn't realize that in many situations i just wasn't giving people the the possibility i was i wasn't letting myself be helped in one way or another and it was i would say I, it's not easy not to judge myself with this but i i would say that i was selfish in a way that i wasn't giving them the the opportunity to do this yes and one of the big things then in in reconnecting on a deeper level with my family and friends and also again tied to battling cancer i saw my mortality even though i was so confident that i was going to get through it it still made me look at again i started to to research more things about my faith and i i started to grow in that and i was very reassured in my heart that i knew where i was going to be in eternity i i believed i'm going to be with the lord and i had no doubt about it i i, I was at a point i'm i'm not afraid to die but it that it started then to weigh on me what about all my family and extended family what about my friends what's truly on their heart what do they truly believe it's one thing to say you're a person of faith but you know are you really or i go to this church or this synagogue or whatever it's it's one thing uh to say that sort of thing but do you truly have a relationship and i believe that's what it is with our creator and you know so i that was a big part of then writing the book cuz I, i not only did i put the science about creation and who our creator is and the science that backs it but then i i go into how i believe in, in christ that i i believe he is my lord and savior and that i i i hope that people will if if i can plant the seed in people that that um evolution isn't true because if i if you're of believe in evolution it, it's it's like saying that faith in god cannot be true and i want i just want people to know that there's another truth out there and the, and the more you look at the science the more it supports the creator and again going back to why i wrote the book i initially i never thought it would get published i mean i i thought maybe it would but i thought gee even if i just get my thoughts down and share it with my family and friends you know and they'll know what's on their heart cuz it made me think about their eternity and and i want to be with them and so 
that that was a big motivation of writing it that to, to have that conversation with family and friends you know a conversation that that you know i never really had with them and uh not on that type of a deep level and so and then when the book was picked up by a publisher i was like wow you know you know it's so it's becoming far bigger and having far more impact than i could have ever imagined but my initial focus was my family and friends and and again knowing where my heart was and where i'm going to be in eternity but i just want to know if they're going to be with me too at least i my heart would ache if i knew i didn't even have that conversation with them and i knew i had to try so this was my way to reach out and create that conversation. Yeah. I think it's so important to express ourselves and if we feel something to like you said to to write it down and to put it out into the wor- world and to just be open to what happens and to where it, it may lead because you never know. You might think that you have some ideas that um maybe are not that important or maybe you have some kind of art that it's within you that you don't know if it can have an impact or it can uh, be something beautiful for someone but the idea of creating i think it is something that's very close to us as humans and i, I can't help but connect it to uh the fact that we are uh like you were saying a part of creation and so we have that power to create and actually that in my opinion it's it's a it's a need of ours to create to leave something behind to uh leave our mark on the world and it it's one of the things that gives us meaning and i think that's that's very important and very powerful and uh since we're nearing the end of our time together i would love to ask you what are some things that you are grateful for right now in your life and how do you appreciate them differently after the experience that you had that's a great question i for many years i was a teacher and then i became a, a principal uh, for seven years of a elementary school and i it's not the same relationship as a building principal as a teacher and but when i became sick i wasn't able to work for for about eight and a half months and i didn't know my doctor said they didn't know that i could even work in a school again because my immune system was so compromised but once i got uh well enough my doc there there were uh there was an opportunity to teach again for me and the doc my doctor says go ahead and, and do it you know i, I think you're you you've uh recovered enough to the point you can do it and i'm so grateful that i'm back in the classroom i just it, it's a co- connection that in a relationship with the kids is it's precious and so that's a big blessing of it just to be back in the classroom and it, it was just like putting on a an old pair of gloves that fit perfectly you know i did i enjoy being a principal yes but i realized the stresses of that and whatever and again the title of it weren't as important as the relationships and connecting with kids in the classroom that that's what i was called to do and be 
That's amazing. I think there are these kinds of things that we don't usually see them as being glorious and like we don't usually think of them as success that actually make us more most fulfilled. Like it's not always uh, having the uh, the highest possible position in a company or um, I don't know in a certain business that's actually what brings us the most ful- fulfillment. It's sometimes the simple things and where we are right now or um, just things that we enjoy doing and we enjoy and people we enjoy being with because I, I think it's it's also very interesting to to see how uh, society portrays success and fulfillment and what actually happens inside of us and what we feel is success and is uh, happiness and the reasons why we are grateful and not all of the time it's uh, is the kind of success that uh, we see on the news or in the media in general so yeah i think that's that's very beautiful and i'm really grateful that you you've shared that with us so where can our audience go to find more about you or read your book uh well my book's available uh, on amazon again it's it's from goo to god again from god the ocean origins to grace ordained designer uh so it's also uh the, the uh, electronic copies available. Um, I'm on Facebook and um, Instagram at Bruce R. Matson number one dot, dot uh, Bruce R. Matson one. Um, uh, so it's again, this is all new to me. I, I'm the no first worries. book I ever wrote, <laughs> and 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 you know, so it's it's odd for me to be promoting myself but i <laughs> i look at it if i can help one person out there if there's one person that's seeking some meaning seeking some peace um i think you know my book can help them find that or even just listening to our conversation that yeah. um that we don't have to worry about what the world thinks you know keep 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 our priorities on the people who love us and care for us and keep them involved in our lives and and you're going to find that peace and joy. And, and I, and I just hope that if there are people who are skeptical about creationism, I just would hope you'd have an open mind and look at the evidence, look at the science. Cause I believe science is supporting creationism. It's supporting the intelligent design. And I think you're going to be surprised what's out there. And then I think it's going to excite you. It's going to open whole new avenues to the way you think and look at life. So I, I just hope you'll, you'll give it an opportunity. Thank you so much for being here with us and for sharing so many great ideas and um, starting a conversation. I think that's, that's very important and um, for being full, so vulnerable for us and for sharing what you went through. Thank you. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Hey Gratitude Seeker, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better.
Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.